Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. On today's episode, we'll be talking about my Kentucky trip to visit Quack Addicts and our hunt on the Wood Duck Teal Opener down there. We'll be talking about Elliot's crew, the FDH crew, just slaying more Kansas ducks, limits after limits. So without any further ado, let's jump into the podcast. Looks like we're live. All right, guys, thank you for joining us. Um, every Tuesday after we finish our podcast over on YouTube live stream, we're going to be heading over here and doing a secondary live stream on Facebook. So that's, that's going to start about, oh, I got to mute my tab. Sorry about uh-huh. that guys. Um, so every Tuesday, right around this time, right around seven, seven Oh five, seven ten, we're going to start a live stream. Um, here on Facebook so that we can put out more content, two podcasts in a week. And also Jordan and I just want to be able to talk about our hunts and not have guests on, just just let you guys know what's been going on in the past week, give our um, journal or stats updates and field questions. So that's kind of what we're going to be doing over here. I think this is the second or third one third one that we've done it's, it's technically the fourth one um just because i included the first one we did with um oh uh iowa plainsman as one as well because we talked about our teal season coming up and then uh-huh yep after that we just every week we've been doing an update kind of getting that rolling so right now i'm posting it on all the facebook groups duck gun chronicles freelance duck hunting and uh the fellowship of the duck gun just so if you're in any of those groups, you guys can jump in and join us over here to talk about our update from the week of hunting. Yeah, I, I really am coming to enjoy these because you and I are going to talk about this stuff anyway. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we yeah, most people that hunt do that. You know, they call their buddies during the week. How'd you do? Here's what happened. Interesting things that went on. So Jordan and I are probably going to have these discussions anyways. So might as well do it on a public forum. Where we can all just kind of chat about it. Yeah, the um, <laughs> the hard part is not talking about anything until we get to right here because you know <laughs> yeah yeah we like we ask like for like minor details you're like well what's a you know just you know give me like the bare minimum how how do you yeah. uh, you know is it going good thumbs up thumbs down you know <laughs> yeah yeah try to save it all for now which can be definitely hard so anyways share now I've got them posted <laughs> we're good to go. Hopefully, you guys can join us now. Um, so, yeah, let's go ahead and jump right into the teal hunting. So, uh, I guess go ahead and let's let's talk about yours first, Elliot. All right. Well, we took another weekend trip. So, we got in two hunts. Um, on this trip, corn came with us. Um, my oldest son, Simeon, Golden Boy, Fumbles, and myself. So, we went down there. And, and Fumbles had been in this area all week. So, he got up at sunrise and scouted Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I mean, he had these birds locked down as to where they were. Um, the, the opening weekend, tons of teal come into the area. 
they got hunted pretty hard on Saturday, pretty hard on Sunday. So the birds actually didn't really leave the area. They just kind of spread out and went into little pockets here and there. So if you just wandered in without any scouting, you might not do that well, although you're probably going to shoot a few. So, but Fumbles was up there just pinning them down. So by the time that, um, by the time we came up to hunt, we, we knew exactly where they were. It was just a matter of making sure we were there first. Um, and a couple of these areas really hadn't been getting much pressure at all for some reason. So with five guys, we didn't want to hunt five. So we split up and golden boy and Simeon went off to one spot and corn and fumbles and myself went off to another, which was great because, um, I don't know if you guys listen to the podcast, you probably know by this point in time that, um, I've got a YouTube channel called freelance duck hunting. And so I've got a couple cameras. I've got a Panasonic, um, HCV 770. And then I've got a Canon Vixia G40. So um, the the I just got the Canon. So now I've got two cameras that are totally viable. And so I sent a camera off with Golden Boy and Simeon. And then Corn and my dad and I took another one. And so we did this two days in a row. So I actually got four videos out of this entire weekend. So, man, I'm, I'm doing a lot of editing, but it's really, <laughs> really cool to have that many videos and just to be able to watch their hunts, you know. Um, so I, I'm really pumped about that. The, the hunts went really, really well. Uh, now other, the worst part of the whole thing was just the mosquitoes were absolutely out of control. I mean, I I've been around a lot of mosquitoes before, but this is about as many mosquitoes as you can possibly have in this state. So corn and corn and fumbles and I, we, we went in there pretty early, got the spot. Uh, we were hunting mud flats which we call, we call this spot, the sheet water. Um, that's how we refer to it. Um, place. And, um, man, we, we got in there and sun came up and we just had teal all over the place. I actually already released this video on Monday. So if you guys haven't seen it, you should go check it out. But, um, we shot our limit. We were actually just taking turns. So corn shot his limit in about 18 minutes. And then I started shooting cause I was using the video camera. So, um, I started shooting after that. And my dad is really focusing on getting his dog steady and working on his dog. And then my dad shot his limit after I did. So we, we had a flocks just right down the decoys, but it was just one person at a time. And we shot our limit in about, I think, I think it was about 28 minutes. Um, and we passed up multiple shots just over and over and over. We had birds all around us. So, I mean, that we, we it couldn't have been much, much better hunt. It was just instant action, teal all over the place quality shooting and the funny thing is i had you know jordan you know there's so many trolls when you post videos <laughs> um i actually was criticized by a guy and these don't bother me i just find them humorous <laughs> okay we shot our three-man limit in 28 minutes and we were taking turns doing so so we, there was not there was only like one time that two birds were shot at, at once and this guy was criticizing us because all the shots we were passing up. He's like, you know, you guys, the shot caller needs to do a better job and, and you guys need to not pass up so many shots. I'm like, we shot our limit in 28 minutes. I mean, <laughs> you know, how can you criticize not taking enough shots when we shot our limit in less than a half an hour? <laughs> but I, when we have that many birds, that's how we, I, I prefer just to enjoy watching the birds come in and just selectively take your break. I mean, if you know that the movement's going to keep up, which I mean, we've been doing this long enough in this area that we pretty much know if there's that many birds flying around in the first five, 10 minutes, it's not going to just shut off. So we take our time, let watch some birds shoot carefully. And so I was like six for seven on the day 
just because I just want to try to take the fewest amount of shots. If I can go six for six, you know, that's the ultimate goal. But uh, or maybe I was six for eight. Anyway, it, it was a it was a great great morning. So we were back to the campsite by man super early, super early. So we had all day just to kind of laze around, and I was able to get some editing on videos done and and that type of thing. But um, that was our hunt. The first day. awesome. Awesome. Going back to those mosquitoes, <clears throat> I think we've probably mentioned this before, but have you tried a thermosol out yet? A thermosol? Um, I, we didn't have a thermosol with us. I th- certainly we need to try something. Now, now I, my understanding, and it seems totally true, is that mosquitoes are drawn to various certain blood types more than others. And like if Golden Boy and I are standing together, he's got mosquitoes all over him and they leave me alone. So <laughs> it's not that big of an issue for me as it is for Aiden and, and, and Simeon. In fact, the video that's coming out on Thursday is pretty funny because, (laughs) um, those guys can't handle mosquitoes. And at one point in time, now this is the same morning that, that I was just talking about the hunt, except Simeon and Aiden went off to a different spot. They got a little lost with the directions getting in there and they ended up back on the road. And next thing you know, on video, they're both like screaming and running back to the truck. (laughs) <laughs> to get away from the mosquitoes and then they're in the truck all out of breath there's mosquitoes all over inside the truck and they're just whining <laughs> like little girls and it's pretty funny it's a pretty funny video i don't i don't nice. think i sent that one to you did i, I didn't nope. send you not yet oh yeah because I, I don't even have it i don't even have a download yet but um yeah it's pretty funny it's pretty funny video. awesome yeah so how do you uh how do you guys decide on uh the group split up you know um you just put the young gun or the yeah, the young bucks and the old guns in separate groups or well, on that one, I love um, Aiden is or Golden Boy is such a great mentor for Simeon, and I just love them spending time together. And I haven't hunted for corn for a long time, so I wanted to hunt with corn, and so it just made more sense to split up that way. Now, the second day, um, Simeon and I went off by ourselves, and my dad and Aiden hunted together, and Jeff went home to catch his boys' baseball game. So um, I, that just seemed to make the most sense. Um, first day versus the second day. So another another thing I've been seeing cropping up in your videos is uh, a new nickname has arisen. The old assassin yeah. is uh, kind of yeah. getting. Is that just uh, you know is this shooting percentage just going bonkers or? Uh... Well, he, the, here's how the here's how it started. So he's 75, and honestly, if he can shoot a couple ducks, that's all he cares about. He doesn't need to shoot his limit. He's working really hard with his dog, which. I don't know if you did you see the video that came out Monday? Yep. I mean, Candy was the shining star of the video, his dog. She just is working really great. Still has a few steady issues, but she's just doing wonderful. And so I'm filming, he's working his dog, and he doesn't even really want to worry about shooting that much. So video number one, when we went out with um Ben from Foulfront, um, we all had our limit, and then he picked up his gun, it's like shot number one, bam, shot number two, bam. He's just, you know, like one shot at a time, just <laughs> picking them off. And for some reason, that's when I started calling him the assassin. Um, nice. and so the second hunt the next day, uh, it was the same thing. He did the same thing. It was me and the two boys, and and I had my limit, Nevin had his limit, Elijah was almost at his limit, and we're deep into the hunt. My dad hasn't even fired a shell a shell yet. And he picks up his gun, and again, it's like bam, bam, bam. And so again, I'm like assassin strikes, assassin strikes again, you know? So, um, I ended up naming Monday's video, the assassin strikes again, but I think that nickname will probably (laughs) taper off. It's just been coming out of my mouth a lot. Uh, And so, um, and he's just really not, when he does shoot, he's just been deadly this year. So I thought it was just fumbles the fumble mitts, the assassin. I think that's pretty funny stuff. (laughs) 
Nice. He likes it. <laughs> he nice. likes the name. So you got, you got another hunt as well to add, right? Yeah, I've got, um, well, we did two the first day and two the second. So I just posted um, our hunt from that morning. And then on Thursday, I'm po- po- posting Aiden and Simeon's hunt, which they shot their limit. And it's funny in the video, um, after they shoot their limit, they're like, Simeon's like, yeah, um, you think we shot our limit before those guys did? And and he's like, yeah, I'm sure we did. You know, we were nailing them. And I flipped back to it because I've been time coding things this year to try to give people in my videos. So I've been doing a lot of time coding for the viewers so that they get a better sense of exactly when the passes are coming in. Yeah. It's kind of my, my attempt to give you a more realistic feel of the hunt. And so after they say that and they're kind of acting cocky, like they shot um, quicker than we did, I flipped back to the previous hunt that I released on Monday where it's like corn shot his limit. And then I shot my limit. My dad shot my limit. We, we shot ours like 25 minutes before they did or 15 <laughs> minutes or something. So that was pretty cool. But, but they shot their limit. Aiden went six for six with, with a couple doubles. Simeon was like six for 16, which, which, you know, that's not bad for a 15, almost 16 year old. Yeah. yeah um, especially so we ended up with, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you say that about teal, but I, I don't know if you've noticed the shots we're getting this year are really, really easy. Yeah, that's true. It depends if you're taking I mean, pass shots or if you're taking uh, a yeah. decoying shots. Pass shots on teal coming through are difficult. Shots at teal landing in your decoys are very, very easy. And I mean, we're we're landing them at ten to fifteen yards almost every single time. I don't think I've maybe taken one shot at a pass the entire the entire year. They've just decoyed this year. Because we're, because of our location more than anything, but they're decoying just I mean, every single bird is decoying. So the sh- so I'm shooting like 65 percent right now. Because I mean, because the shots have just been so easy. They've been they. I should honestly, I should be shooting a higher percent than that. As easy as the shots have been. <laughs> so we shot five limits that first day. All of us shot our limit. Um, made for a good day. Yeah, well, maybe if you uh, moved up to that full choke, you'd have a little bit better better chance of you know yeah <laughs> if i was just using that full choke at those teal at 15 yards man that's what i need oh yeah that's what everyone's telling me i want to make <laughs> sure they're dead i've not lost a teal yet and uh, i don't even think i think maybe one or two i had to shoot on a second shot so those sixes with the modified um, honestly i would i'd be better off with the shots we're getting i'd be better off with the improved cylinder they're just such close shots nice so I guess I'll, I'll jump in and uh, talk about my hunt a little bit here. Um, you still got two more to add on at the end, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So uh, this week I went down to Kentucky, um, met up with Quack Addicts. They got a wood duck teal hunt down there. Um, same as Tennessee. There's one other state. I can't remember what it is. I know there's three states out of the 50 that have a wood duck and teal hunt. And I can't remember if the third one's like Georgia or something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head. So if you're in the comments, help us out with that. Um, but yeah, so went down there. Uh, it was, I mean, it was pretty crazy. Uh, left work, got there at like 1240 my time, um, you know, driving six hours and uh, get out there. You know, we pack up the truck, you know, say hello and then, you know, get get him and his buddies and everybody head out to the boat launch. And by the time we did all that, it was about, uh, I think it was about 3 o'clock their time, which they're an hour behind. They're central time zone as well as you. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, but, yeah, so it's just super late. I'm like, man, no sleep. This is crazy. 
but anyways, we get out there, we get out to our spot. We, we're kind of stepping back, get to the boat launch. There's already like five trucks there. So we're the third group at the spot and it's a big um, public land spot. So there's plenty of room. Um, so we all talk amongst amongst ourselves and discuss where we're going to go, which is really helpful if everybody, you know, plans out beforehand where you're going to go. We're not going to be, you know, up on top of everybody else and they're not going to be on top of us. And so we all head out. Uh, in Kentucky, they have a rule where you can't be on public land water till four in the morning. So four in the morning, the boats start loading in there, you know, two, two John boats with mud motors and our crew was, I had a canoe and they all had kayaks. So, uh, yeah, we get in there pretty far, get into our spot, get set up. Um, and then, yeah, the till just start, oh, well, forgot another thing. So before that, somebody else comes in, you know, public land 10 minutes before shooting light with their mud motor. You know, of course, everybody else is already yeah. in position. And we hear somebody yelling at them. One of the other groups <laughs> is literally yelling across like, because they're, they're stuck. They get stuck. It's shooting light, and their mud motor is on full bore trying to get, like... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, just, like, messing everybody up. Luckily for us, we were kind of out of the way of them just because we got in so far. We were able to get in further than even the the mud motors because we were hiking through, like, knee-deep muck pulling our canoe. Like, I was dead by the time I got there. It was just... That's that's rough. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I guess we went, like, 100 yards like that, and it was tough. It was tough. I'm like, I'm not... And I hadn't slept all night, so I was exhausted. But anyways, we get set up, um, you know, kind of, I don't know if that kind of scared the birds off of first light, but we didn't really have any flying till our set till about 15, 20 minutes after shooting light, which in my experience is kind of abnormal. Usually they're right there at shooting light, if not before. Yeah. Uh So that might've screwed us a little bit, but anyways, the birds did start coming in and they were decoying right into our set. You know, we had two mojos maybe three dozen ducks you know had um a dozen of the the hen we, we didn't have any uh teal decoys we just had uh hen decoys i had my white rock hen decoys set up in there and um but they just kept coming right in there it was perfect you know just what i needed after having kind of some rough hunts early on um that didn't go as successful as well how, how many people were in your hunting group it was five so it was kind of on the high okay. end mm-hmm. um you know, especially, but, but two of those guys, new guys who hadn't really, uh, hunt actually it was their first duck hunt for one of them. The other one, he'd only jump shot ducks before. And so they're on either side of me, which was a benefit for me because anytime the shot was called the bird right in front of us, I would just, you know, whip my gun up there and pop it one shot and, uh, you know, they're newer. And so I, eventually I had to kind of slow up, give them a chance to shoot as well, because I'm like, you know, have one come in there and just pop it real quick, you know? And, um, you know, it just, by the end I got like four or five, um, you know, split one. So to get my fifth, but after that, I was just like, you know, I need to kind of slow up, let them take a few shots. Um, because I, all the birds were kind of working literally like right in front of me. Um, nice. I was set up in between the two mojos and they came like in between the two mojos right in front of me. So it was like perfect for me every time I just raise my gun, have a, a, uh, teal just like kind of fluttering 10 yards in front of me and pop, pop, pop. And I, I never shot more than one shot at a time, which, uh, wow. I don't know if I've ever done that in a duck hunt where you, where I saw that many ducks, you know, never shot twice, just shot once. And, uh, you know, went five for seven on the day, um, split one. And I mean, it was great. So just what I needed, but unfortunately no wood ducks, you know, went down there hoping to get 
an early season wood duck would have been cool to get a Kentucky wood duck. So, uh, but can't complain about that. Not going to complain about getting five till, um, even if it's not a Kansas limit. <laughs> but, Nothing wrong with five for seven. How, how many did your group end up with on the day? Uh, we ended up with 12 and lost one. Wow, so you shot five out of the 12. Dang, you were killing it. <laughs> like I said, I, it was literally they're just coming right in there. And all the singles, like I said, right in front of me. So, you know, just whip my gun up, one shot, and they're dead. No, was this a, a lot of trees, open, uh, flooded vegetation? What was the habitat like? It was really weird habitat. So the place was, like I said, it was public land, but it was a restored coal mine, I believe. I think that's what they said. Some type of mining operation that Kentucky restored into a marsh. So it had like a bunch of like sunken logs and, and you know, sticks in the muck and the muck. And it was like six inches water. And then some other places it was kind of deeper, but it was like really shallow, marshy. And then like these islands of fragmite grass, which I've never heard of that before. But it's this grass that's like almost like cattails, but way sturdier. And it grows even denser together. And it's about 10, 12 feet tall. It was super tall. So we could climb up on shore and we'd kind of like push it and like smash it away. And we dug in these like little cubby holes and still had complete cover over top of us and uh-huh. all around us. And you just make this hole in the, the fragment. Super weird. Never have done anything like that. Um, and literally just had complete top cover, complete side cover. And, uh, you know, that's kind of one of the reasons as well that I never was able to take a side shot because you're so well tucked in. If the birds, as soon as you shoot, they tuck off to the left or right. Yeah. You don't, you can't swing your gun because you're stuck into this fragmite. Um, but it was a really, really good hide. Um, so, you know, have the benefit of that because birds weren't flaring. They're coming right in. But, uh, yeah, kind of almost too deep in there to swing on another shot afterwards. Or you couldn't swing and shoot a passing shot overhead. Yeah, uh, I saw it. Where did you post that picture of within that? I know, was it an Instagram maybe? Yeah. Of, of you in that hole? Yep. So, uh, definitely doing like a bunch of Instagram stories on these hunts. So I was trying to kind of, um, chronological order the story. I mean, that's how Instagram stories work, but the whole, whole way through just kind of putting little videos up of how it was going, um, progress on the trip to Kentucky progress on the the hunt and so on. So yeah, that's probably where you saw that at Instagram stories. So, yeah, that was, uh, you know, the end of the second day. Oh, the last thing on that, it was like 90 degrees by the end of the day. So we had to pull our canoes fully loaded back out through like 100 yards of that muck. I thought I was going to like pass out, throw up. <laughs> it was so hot. And Yeah, what was the temperature? It was like 90 degrees. It was, so, it was very unpleasant as far as temperature goes. Definitely ready for some cooler. This, this uh, you know, um, cold front coming in is going to be welcome. So how, how long did you guys hunt into the day? Um, it was like, I want to say 10 or 11. Okay. So you, you were hung out at quite a bit. So you had a lot of downtime. Yeah. I mean, we didn't shoot birds there in the last couple hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just kind of tried to stick it out, um, scratch out a few more, but you know, that's, that's what we went for. So mostly um, singles in and out or did you guys get any groups at all? Early on, there's groups, but then it, it kind of tapered off and was more, um, you know, singles and doubles or, yeah, you know, not big groups. Um, but yeah, it, it was an awesome day. I was glad to get back out there, get five, five till. Was super pumped about that. So, yeah. um, second day though, went out. We went out to the same spot. We tried to go to a location in that marsh 
where we saw birds landing, you know, that was unhunted. And we had two options, and I think we picked, we ended up picking the wrong one. Um, we just deciding, you know, should we go over here? We saw birds landing over there, or back in deeper, and, uh, you know, uh, it just didn't pan out. So we had one bird come in the set, and it literally flew like, like five feet from me. And uh, <laughs> I haven't checked the footage yet, but I think I have it on camera of me whiffing with the bird. I, I probably could have like smacked it with my barrel. And <laughs> uh-huh. um, so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, wasn't, you know, wasn't successful, but that's duck hunting for you. Sometimes it just doesn't pan out. So that's whatever. Um, but yeah, super pumped. Glad to be able to meet quack addicts. Uh, had a great time with him out there in Kentucky. Anyways, let's jump on to your second day of your hunt. Well, so um, back to after the hunt of the first day. So you guys all probably know, or maybe you don't, that my um, Yellow Lab Izzy tore ACL on the first weekend of teal season. So after the hunt was over, took Izzy in for her surgery and dropped her off. And the rest of the day was just kind of, I I, um, actually the, um, you know, the layout boat mat from HTR. Uh, I pulled that out of my layout boat, laid it under a cottonwood tree and did some editing on my computer and <laughs> took a nap on that thing. And then later, <laughs> Simeon had it up by the fire laying on that thing is really handy. <laughs> it's really comfortable. Nice. So, and I'm really excited <laughs> to use that um, in the, in the layout boats, but so just kind of lazed around, um, ate a bunch of duck and stuff that night, but it was so hot, but the, the wind was blowing enough that under a tree, it wasn't bad at all. Um, so then we went back out and did some evening scouting and the birds were still in both places where we had hunted that morning, but corn was leaving in the morning. So we decided, well, the four of us are going to, um, we're going to hunt together. We'd like to hunt together but the mosquitoes were so overwhelmingly bad. And the first day we had about a 10 mile an hour wind and the second morning there was going to be virtually no wind. So the mosquitoes were just going to be just more than what we really wanted to deal with getting up really early. So we start, we decided, all right, where the four of us are going to go to where we all want to hunt together. Um, and we're just going to go in there kind of at the last second. No one's really been hunting this place this much. And hopefully we can all get in there together. If we can't get in there together, then we're going to split up. And Simeon and I were going to go off one place and Aiden and my dad were going to go off the other. So we roll in there like 5.15, 5.30, maybe even later than that. I think it was even later than that. And there was one truck there at the parking lot of this spot. So um, we didn't want to go crowd in there. So Simeon and I went to the place where um, Aiden and him had hunted the night, the day before. And then my dad and Aiden went off to the spot that we had hunted on opening day. Um, Simeon and I got in there and I was just filming. He was shooting. And I mean, on these hunts, we have not been worrying about concealment at all. Um, these, these teal have just been so willing to, to sacrifice their little lives for us without any kind of concealment. So we were just sitting with a fence post on our back, really comfortable, and first pass comes in of about 10 birds and Simeon shoots his first double of his life. Just bam, bam. He's two for two. Uh, he ended up shooting his limit in about 20 minutes. He was six for eight with two doubles and man, he was so thrilled with himself. Um, it, it, he just shot so well. It was kind of on the video, the next video on the next Monday, um, this hunt is next Monday. And I, I kind of talk about, it was kind of his coming of age in a sense, because 
this is like the first time now that having him on this hunt trip and sending it's my oldest son. He's sophomore in high school, turning 16 in October, where he wasn't like a kid out there hunting. He was just like one of the guys. So what are you, you with say? me? Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, it looks like I'm buffering on my screen, but as long as I'm good on yours. Nope, we're um, good. Yeah. So, um, and it was kind of his coming of where he wasn't a kid hunter anymore. He was just like one of the guys the whole weekend. So it was really, really cool. And then, um, so we switched, he took the camera and I picked up the gun and first duck came in and I killed it. And I'm talking to him. Like I'm okay. He was six straight. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do something on the video where I have to outshoot you. And if I don't outshoot you, which would be, I'd have to go either six or six or six or seven. Then I give you something, you know? And I, and I'm like, thinking about how to do this and thinking about how to like say this on the video. And this one single teal comes in, lands 10 yards from me, gets up and flushes. And I go over three on it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, there goes that idea. <laughs> now I'm one for four and you went six for eight. So even if I go five for my next five, I'm not going to beat you. Um, shooting. Of course, he's kind of making fun of me on the video and, and he's saying, you know, the, the um, student has now become the master, which is what I name. I'm naming the video for Monday. It's it's the student is now the master has become the master just because of that quote of his in the videos. Um, but then I turned it on. I ended up going six for ten, and I got down to my. I had, I had four birds, and so I decided, all right, I'm not going to shoot any singles. We've got. I mean, there was not going to be a problem limiting out. So I'm like, I want to shoot a double. I'm not going to shoot anything unless I think I can shoot a double. And so I go through this whole spiel on camera where, okay, this is what I'm doing. And like a minute later, this flock of like eight come in and I kill two. And it's like, not very, it's anticlimactic. It's like one minute after I like, I'm going to wait and make sure I can shoot a double. And then bam, <laughs> there it is. So nice. Um, yeah. So we were out of there really quick. Um, dropped Simeon off at the campsite. And when we got back to the campsite, there was these two guys. So we were camping right by this little, uh, creek or river um and there was these two guys set up on the other side of the river and this is a small channel like no more than 30 yards wide they were set up on the other channel just facing the campsite raining shot into the campsite <laughs> from i'm like i happen to know the the um biologist out there so i texted him and i'm like you know um I don't know if this is legal or not, but these guys are literally raining shot into the campsite. So um, that was crazy. Anyway, we ended up, I ran over and to where I thought Aiden and my dad were hunting. And as they were coming out, Aiden had shot his limit and my dad had shot two uh, more by his choice than anything. And that I, I haven't even looked at that footage yet to see what that look, that looks like. So that'll be the next Thursday video um, is my dad and Aiden, which I'm excited to look at that footage. I've just been, cramming through this other stuff and i'm i'm getting to the point where i i'm losing space on my uh laptop so i haven't even <laughs> put a lot of that in there because i have to like make a video delete it delete everything out so, they, but it they was make these just, crazy things called external hard drives <laughs> well i know i know they do and so what i try to do is i um i make the make it and then i put it on my i put upload it to youtube and then the copy that's on my desktop, I put it onto an external. So I've got tons of stuff on the external, but I'm like, I've got other footage of like us going to, um, I may have deleted it now that I'm trying to get more memory, but of us going to um, the shelter and doing a, 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 a dinner for them of goose and Aiden went on this fishing trip. So I've got like just the stuff I want to do. And, and 
that's taken up a lot of space, but <laughs> it, it, it was a great, it was a great weekend. We had, we have, I've never, we've had great teal hunts before, but we've never had like first weekend, both hunts, just like easy, quick limits. Second weekend, both hunts, easy, quick limits. I don't ever remember a year where we where it's this easy. So things are certainly off to a good start. <laughs> awesome. That's great. <laughs> I'm a little jealous. So I, I mean, but that's great. <laughs> yeah. It, it, the, the cool thing about normally on like on an opening day, we'll do really well, but the second day is more of a struggle. Um, but this year it's just, we're just finding, <laughs> we're just finding them. And, and a lot of birds have been shot on this complex. So, um, awesome. it's a, off to a good start for sure. So kind of before we jump to, uh, we, we're going to be doing the rolling tallies of our shooting percentage and bird numbers, which at this point is just going to be embarrassing for me, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you haven't been out that much and, and your, and your area is not like a traditional teal Mecca. No, like it's, I'm hunting, so. it's not, it'll be an uphill battle to catch you on birds. I, I probably won't, but, um, Hey, I can get cold pretty quick. You've seen it. I mean, I went two seasons. The first two seasons I <laughs> filmed were nothing but futility. <laughs> it's all right. I'm trying to build a case for me being the underdog. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but kind of before we jump to that, uh, kind of going back to Kentucky, you know, one thing that I kind of felt when I was out there, um, you know, just, how blessed we are to be out, be able to get out, um, and hunt and just being, you know, uh, God's great creation and, and kind of just thinking about conservation. Um, you know, that, that place used to be an old coal mine and somebody at some point decided to, to turn that in and restore it into a marsh. And like, I don't know when that was, it had to be a long time ago. Cause you can't tell, you can't tell now it just looks like an awesome habitat for, for ducks. And, you know, we're going out there and we're getting to hunt that. And it's just awesome. You know, the, the work that people have put in before us, you know, to uh, kind of ensure that we have the capability to hunt and go out there in public land. And that spot was beautiful. Even going in at night, um, you know, we're canoeing across this this marsh and like you just look up at the skies and there's it's way away from any big cities and just seeing so many stars in the sky. And, you know, it's just crazy. Just kind of wanted to mention that. Yeah, and are you going to be putting out a video from that? Uh, yeah, working on it now. So, well, okay. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Awesome. Um, yeah. So going back to the tallies, I'll go ahead and go with my week's tallies. This week I shot sixty percent. Um, I guess one thing I didn't mention, I'll just briefly mention it now, is I went on a hunt with uh, the HTR guys at a day pond for early goose season in Indiana me uh didn't really pan out but we shot through geese i shot one of those so uh, i shot five till five till in kentucky and one goose in indiana uh total shooting percentage of 60 percent um and then for my season tally so far 56 percent with uh eight till and one goose on the year what was the percent 60 what 60 percent and then yeah, f- 56 for the total. Yeah, that's really good for me. Now, with, with the shooting percentage, um, and, and Jordan and I are keeping these at um, the website I've had developed, freelancehuntstats.com, and you can go there and make a membership and, and um, check it out yourself. But shooting percentage is a stat that not everyone is into keeping because it, it, it does take a lot of self-discipline to keep track of how many shots that you've fired. 
So um, with these stats, if that's not something that you're into tracking, you you don't nothing on the website is mandatory. You cannot track shooting percentage, and then if you ever do decide to track it, it it'll still work and function um, the way it's supposed to. So um, I love keeping track of my shooting percentage. I, I think it it makes me uh, more careful on my shots. It makes me lose less birds. But if you're interested in logging your hunts on freelance hunt stats, don't feel like you have to do shooting percentage if that's not something that that you're wanting to do so but jordan what what is kind of your goal for shooting percentage for the year do you have a like what would you like to be at the end of the year uh real I mean, realistic goal. realistic probably would be somewhere in the lower 40s uh so far i haven't really had difficult shots i'd say like i said on the till hunt all of them been single shots just shoot one and you know that's it you know i, I did shoot three times one time on the first till hunt and shot a bird one out of three but besides that everything's been one shot uh well no on the goose i shot i shot a couple times as well so yeah i think that's a perfectly reasonable goal um i'm sorry did you have something else you're you're wanting no, no, to say yeah yeah i'd just say yeah uh lower 40s would probably be a goal i guess that'd be reasonable and i'm gonna push myself to be uh around 50 percent yeah yeah, that that's exactly where I'm at. Um, the out of 145 waterfowl hunts on the website that has been logged, the global shooting percentage is 40.1%, um, which is, I think, uh, pretty good. My, my goal is always 50% for a year. And my where I really start feeling, I don't want to drop into the 30s. Um, and I've had several years where I have done that. I have shot 35, 36, 37, but that's kind of where I set my goal at. And I set my, um, harvested per hunt average that I would like to see it at to be 3.3.0 is kind of what I'm chasing after all of the time. So, uh, my week, my week numbers, let me filter this by date real quick so I can see uh, my numbers for the week. Um, let's see, they were... I shot 70%. Oh, I filtered it improperly. I'm sorry. Let me, let me redo it. All right. I shot 70.5%, um, six bird average, 8.5 shots fired per hunt. And I shot one double this weekend. I have not lost a single bird yet this weekend, this year. So I've got 24 teal and I haven't lost a single teal. So that's, I'm always chasing that don't lose a bird the whole season, which is really, really difficult to do. Um, but I haven't lost one yet. And I shot 11 blue wings and a green wing was my, my weekend. Nice. And the global numbers, the global numbers were 34 hunts. Now this is everyone that, that has posted on hunt stats. So just for the second week of teal season, 50% is the shooting percentage, 2.7 birds average per hunt, um, 95 teal harvested. And some of these are geese too. So actually there's, looks like a black duck, a mallard. So it's not all teal hunting. Some, some of it's up in Canada, five Canada geese. So those are the global numbers for this last week. Awesome. And so those numbers of yours, are those your season numbers as well then? Yeah, that's my season numbers, the eight teal and one goose. Okay. 56%. Yep. Okay. And my season numbers would be I'm shooting 63.1%, which I always really like to get off to a hot start with teal because it's, you know, when you get them down your decoys, it's pretty easy. So you should be 
if you're getting close to easy shots, it's going to get easier and easier. But if I can start come out of teal season shooting in the 60s, it just sets the tone for a really good year. Nice. So, and the global numbers for the whole year are 131 hunts, 47% shooting percentage, and 91 geese, 228 blue wing teal are, are notable. Um, 15 coots. Someone's been banging on the coots. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. So if you guys want to keep keep track of it and, and log your stats, I'll say the number one most important thing about hunting is the experience, um, the peace of being out there. But I personally, keeping these numbers makes it so much more enjoyable for me personally. Some people aren't into it, but man, I, I really, really love, love doing it. Nice. I do as well. So kind of let's briefly just, you know, what our plans are for um i mean it's still season over for you You got one more weekend we've got one more weekend and we're gonna hunt a totally different area we're only gonna hunt on saturday and i think we're gonna be in our layout boat so um i'm really excited because we're gonna cross a pretty big stretch of water in the dark and it's gonna be about a 45 minute paddle into flooded vegetation and we're it's probably just gonna be my dad golden and myself and we're gonna hunt out of the layout boats and so i'm really excited to be in a totally different environment and I don't know how we'll do there. There's, there will not be as many teal. I can promise you that. But um, Aiden did shoot his limit there on the opening day. So I think that we'll probably average a couple birds a person, two, three birds a person, be in our layout boats, get to paddle under the stars in the dark. So I'm really excited about, about the hunt Saturday. Awesome. Uh, for me, uh, I've scouted out kind of my go-to place locally, which doesn't really hold a lot of teal, maybe 20, 30. Um, and haven't been seeing them, so I'm going to actually scout out a couple more places this week. And if I don't find any, then my season's over. But if I do, then uh, hopefully I'll get out at least one more time and uh, try to catch up to Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're going to start banging away at him here. And I'm going <laughs> to, uh, my, my, you know, I, I'm, I'm on a high right now, but I guarantee you those a few of those zero hunts are coming. <laughs> Maybe Saturday, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, my biggest mistake is, uh, uh, well, not mistake, but... The first weekend, you know, uh, I let my dad keep the the duck meat, and I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna get some next weekend. You know, you keep this, and and then the first day, you know, we go from his apartment back to the marsh, so he has all the duck meat at his apartment, and I'm gonna leave from there. So I'm gonna plan to take some with me when I go, so I have some teal. Like teal is my favorite duck to eat. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and so so far, I've ended with no teal to eat. I'm like, what what's going on here? <laughs> so. <laughs> So I'm so I'm so oh I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, so I'm just hoping I do find that one more hunt so I can get a few and eat some teal. But we have had our eating of teal, I can say that. But one thing I'm one of the things I'm most excited about is I've brought home 50 teal and they're all gone. So we have Oh wow. Yeah, I mean they're I'm the I am dedicated this year to eating my birds fresh, not freezing them. And I, I just really prefer that when, when, when they get frozen and you thaw them out, they just don't quite have the same taste. You got the freezer burn that sets in, then you actually have more than your legal limit in your freezer. And so I'm really going to work hard to just eat it as I shoot it this year. Um, and I, I can do it. The problem where you can't do it is when you start pounding the geese, <laughs> you bring home six geese, uh, you know, <laughs> summer sausage, it's be a while. summer sausage. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to eat them right away. I can tell you that. You're not going to eat them in a week. I'm not anyway. It's too much. But teal makes it a lot easier. I can like half a breast in one bite, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks again for joining us for another weekly hunt update. We got one more coming up with teal season. And uh, 
and then we'll see you again coming big duck season so anyways guys we really appreciate you guys tuning in sticking with us uh for the end of this podcast or live stream and uh you know i'm jordan from duck and chronicles elliot from freelance ducking on youtube and we'll see you guys next time